Yo, welcome back to another episode of Fuck the What If. My name's Aaliyah, and we're already on episode nine. I really thank everybody for tuning in. This is so much fun. Um, hearing your guys' comments, having conversations with every single one of you. Well, not every single one of you, but like the people who do reach out. You guys are sick. Um, thanks for chatting and stopping by every Monday or whatever day you're listening. This week, we are coming back to have a little bit more of a serious conversation. I always just want to... I just want to remind you guys, I am no expert. Like, I come here and just speak my truth, tell you guys what things that I've thought about and considered um, when it comes to these episodes. And if you can take anything as a lesson for yourself, that's all I'm grateful for. Or if I make you laugh, I can put a smile on your face, like... Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> so this week we are going to talk a little bit about um, the ugly twin and uh, her beautiful like twin, uh, self-awareness and self-loathing and how those kind of go hand in hand. I don't want to call them twins. Maybe they're cousins, but you get what I'm saying. What do I mean by self-loathing? I'm going to tell you the Oxford like definition for self-loathing is the act of self-hatred yeah like literally because loathing means intense distaste and is (laughs) synonymous with hate so take that as you will and self-awareness of course on the other side is just having conscious knowledge of your own character, how you deal with situations, your emotions, your feelings, that sort of thing. Um, Recognizing you in the full literal meaning of that. Um, Maybe not 100% of the time, but in certain situations. Like when you're fully aware in situations where like your emotions, like your senses are heightened. Like, I don't know. Oh, for example, Halloween just passed. R.I.P. COVID 2020 Halloween. But um, haunted houses when literally you can probably you think you can hear everything, especially if it's one of those creepy ass quiet haunted houses where you're waiting for every other sound or if there's music that's blaring or creepy ass sounds that are blaring, you are hypersensitive to every other sound that's around you because you're ready. You're like on fight or flight mode. That's what I mean by self-awareness <laughs> and meant, but up in your head. Hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's really the difference between being a constructive critic when it comes to yourself, like genuinely assessing X, Y, Z, what's on the plate, what's on the table and taking it for what it is rather than just making flipping it on its head making the worst of itself just being a bully just being a bully to yourself you're not going to get better if you're mean to yourself and that's really what this episode is all about not being an asshole to you so without further ado yes how do we get here so 
I mean, nobody just wakes up one day and is like, ooh, I don't like me. Like, it's a gradual, that's a gradual experience. It's something that just compounds through life. Ex- literally, everything comes back to your life experiences, your childhood, and, like, your friends, your family, romantic relationships, all that type of thing, good, bad trauma that you've experienced throughout your life. Um, achievements, failures, like pivotal moments in your life that either make or break you in very simple terms. So it's like a window of how we look into ourselves. Let me ask you a question. Honestly, is that voice in your head somebody that you would want to hear out loud like is it or is it maybe like something that needs to that you're glad that nobody else can hear yeah so (laughs) knowing the difference between like just beating yourself up and Knowing when you are just having those negative self-thoughts. And when that can actually hinder you. It's crazy to... Like, hear people... I don't know if y'all have heard anything about, like, that secret. Like, the secret of life or whatever. My mom used to tell me that. About that when I was a kid. Like, vision boards and manifestation like all that stuff that you freaking see now on whatever social media it definitely it it has some truth to it but everything does um and how you treat yourself of course is at the forefront of that how do you view yourself as a person like are you proud not are you happy do you think that you're somebody you would want other people to be friends with, like, genuinely, when you take a step back. Do you like yourself? Are there things you could maybe do better? And being realistic and rational about answering those questions in a way that doesn't necessarily, like, not hurt your feelings. Like, obviously, you might feel some type of way if you, you're like, ah, damn, like, shit I don't know what's something oh like for me uh my follow-through game is not the best when it comes to texting and like calling people damn I might say I'll call you and you may not hear from me for like two three weeks later I'm sorry it it just be like that sometimes and that's something that I'm fully aware of I've acknowledged the fact that I don't really like talking a whole lot when I'm not in social situations. Like, if I'm at home, I'm at home. (laughs) And I've acknowledged that sometimes it can be a little bit exhausting to keep up those conversations. So, knowing when to actually have a conversation or start a conversation versus when to just let that small thought go. Yeah, so that's me being self-aware, not beating myself up, being like, oh, you're a terrible friend because 
you said you're gonna call this person and you weren't like i'm so grateful so so grateful like my friends know my reply game is weak they are aware and they love me for it regardless that's that unconditional friendship love that we got going on and they can appreciate i for one have always expressed that like it's not the quantity of like how much i talk to you it's definitely those conversations those really deep topics that we get into that those conversations that we carry with us those experiences and that's the difference between me being self-aware in a situation where I may not be the best rather than just hating on myself. Um, and that's a very small example. Especially, I'm not focusing on this at all um, because it's always different for everybody. But when it does come to things like mood or like mental health disorders in general, um, that's not some like that's not good advice. You're not like no, that's literally not how your brain works. <laughs> um please take the time and find out what that what works for you, whether it be therapy or medication or a combination of the both. Like I'm not a professional, um but this has been one of those things that's really helped me just appreciate myself a little more. Um it kind of makes it easier for me to transition <laughs> in life, to work on specific things of myself. Um, I used to be somebody who, like, needed a response immediately. Or else I was like, ah, you don't like me. We're not friends. Oh, you hate me. Like, stupid shit like that. So I feel like I've come a long way <laughs> to where I'm on the other end of that spectrum now. So there's always positives and negatives to self-awareness. Um, but, yeah. Um, when it comes to self-loathing, though, I did want to briefly touch on my experience when it comes to being low, like at my, one of my lows, um, I guess at a young age, <laughs> I knew that, like, I wasn't super happy. I don't know when it started. I really, like, honestly couldn't tell you. My memory's not <laughs> my ally <laughs> all the time. Um, but definitely having friendships and talking with other people is kind of when it all started to make sense that I wasn't super normal. Didn't really have an explanation or an understanding for it until high school, until I got older and started being exposed to resources and actively looking for those so um it definitely did of course peak in high school because we love adolescence as a girl um birth control was something being sexually active was something that I thought was a requirement, which it should, it definitely is, any type of, um, like, contraceptive methods, whatever works for you, baby doll, it's all I'm gonna say, um, I was on birth control, and unfortunately, this, for me, accelerated all of those negative internal emotions, like, I had them, I was not, I wouldn't, 
say <laughs> um, that I was, like, a happy kid growing up. I'd say I lived a pretty, like, decent, like, childhood. So when I started taking birth control, literally, like, whatever highs I had were immediately replaced with some of my lowest lows. And I'm just grateful um, for all the relationships that I had during those times because without them, without the support from the people who I loved, who loved me, um, I literally wouldn't be here without them. Um, but coming from that and having to actually do the work to want to be here is, um, it's hard. It's probably, it's the hardest thing that I'm still working on. And self-awareness does make it a little bit bittersweet because I totally do fall into some self-loathing habits. I don't know if I mentioned it already, but yeah, it's the difference between knowing what's good for you, like literally being self-aware of like, oh, the situation is toxic to me and whatever sense, whatever that means to you. Versus, oh, that's the self-loathing part, the part of you that hates yourself, where it's like, mm, even though I know it's probably, like, not the best thing, I'm going to do it anyways. And then that same voice that talked you into it, that convinced you that, mm, yeah, okay, maybe it's not that bad of an idea, is, like, 10 seconds after doing it, being, like, LMAO, you're dumbass. Why'd you do that? Like, why are you like this? All that type of negative ass stuff. So just being aware when you slip into it. Me, myself, having experienced those super, like, negative points in my life, where I am now, it's crazy to reflect on, but it's something that I appreciate every day that I get to think about it. Um, because it just, it it's growth. That's all. <laughs> um, there was also... Um, another like catalyst moment though for my self-loathing versus self-awareness journey um my friend and I were talking about just like a shared experience and she got advice from a licensed professional that literally said like why don't you talk to yourself the way your friend talks to you that friend being me like when you're beating yourself up why don't you support yourself in the way that one of your closest friends would why is it that you or us internally are just the worst to yourself like you already know what you did may not have been the best thing you're fully aware but it's those moments after it that you're going to that are going to define you so being aware of how you can self-sabotage when it comes to learning from those bad situations is really important because yeah obviously you know you didn't do the right thing or you wouldn't have done it in the fucking first place 
So it really comes down to knowing what you're going to change for next time and deciding, like, what that is. It's a difference between, like, saying you're going to change, knowing that you have to change, but actually doing the work. That's hard as fuck, but it's also the key. Also, as a friend, it's important to be honest. As your own friend. As a friend in general, it's important to be honest with each other, but when you're talking to yourself, when you're really trying to grow and work on yourself, the more you lie about what you're capable of to yourself, literally the more you're setting yourself up for failure. It's like engaging in harmful behavior, like I mentioned earlier, and then continuing continuing to fucking do it like (laughs) we all have that one friend I used to be that friend who literally was (laughs) sorry I laugh at myself all the time but we all have our own coping mechanisms don't roast me um we all have that one friend who like literally cannot stop cannot let their ex go like maybe they've had relationships since Maybe um, they just keep going back to this person. Maybe they've always been with this person. They've just been on and off. Like, you know what's up every single time they mention so-and-so's name. It's literally, like, they they aren't aware. That's different. Some situations where there's, like, Stockholm Syndrome involved and you're just, like, in denial. It's also being... It's those situations where as your friend, like, you need your friend to tell you that you continuing to do those actions is going to end you up in the same position. I don't remember where I heard it, but they were discussing the importance of staying friends or being supportive still of encouraging the right actions in those situations because, like... Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to change that person's mind from the outside at all. You're not in that situation. You don't have the full picture, no matter how much detail your friend goes into about everything that they're going through, you're not actually going through it. However, when they're venting to you about situations where they continue to put themselves in harm's way, whatever that harm may be, the literal only thing you can do do is hope that you've provided them with the right advice the right tools the right support to eventually down the line chip away at the behavior chip away at their conscience so that their conscience can replace you and your advice it's not your responsibility ever so like Of course, some people aren't built for this. That's why not everybody can be a fucking social worker. That's why not everybody is good to be a therapist. Personally, I'd probably laugh or cuss some people out for the stupid decisions, especially me. Jeez, if I was my own therapy, if I was my own patient, yo, I'd hate my, I'd hate to be my therapist. But (laughs) it's understanding that you have to do that for you looking inside you finding that supportive friend and being the friend who's going to endure through everything i say this i've said this before but you have your own back 
you really like we're born alone we die alone you really got to be comfortable with yourself um to the extent where you're not playing yourself setting yourself up to fail where you're able to hold yourself accountable asking yourself why you would continue to do things that wouldn't be in your best interest why you would continue to do things that contribute to your harm or just negative emotions like setting yourself up to be disappointed and then expecting different results from the same actions you have to at some point see what you're doing and be able to be aware like I said to make those changes to grow I feel like this episode is very repetitive but the message is clear self-awareness is good and it's bad it's what you choose to do with it that is the important thing so um yeah just remember to be rational to be considerate and understanding of yourself sometimes we don't or no sorry sometimes we take our own situations for granted like There are some things you have to be very proud of yourself for. Um, Like, okay, this is just me. I personally, like, humble, humble flex. I live in my own apartment with my sister. I'm 22. Not a lot of people can say that. Not a lot of people are in my position, and I'm grateful for that accomplishment I wish there were other things that I could say that I've accomplished but I really just gotta check the boxes where I find them (laughs) cuz that's how I found the best support for myself and it's great to do that for yourself too actually looking at what you have in front of you and being grateful for it acknowledging that like no you're you don't have what you're comparing yourself to or you don't have what you are aspiring to achieve but you definitely like need to be aware that it took strength perseverance and determination support and hard fucking work to bring you to where you are now sorry this episode has a lot of cursing (laughs) but Take the time to really be proud of yourself. Take the time to maybe make a little list of the things you've accomplished. Maybe not since quarantine, but I mean, like, in your life. Like, what have you done that you're pretty proud of? It can be something like, I don't know, raise a hamster. Or, like, be the best dog walker, win employee of the month or something. Like, anything. It's just important to, like, turn down that cynical voice and, like, that make an, replace it maybe with an optimist. It's not going to be easy, but, like, I don't know, make him a sarcastic optimist. That's what's working for me. So have a realistic outlook. Like I said, be rational. That's what self-awareness comes down to, removing that, like, negative emotion from hating yourself and actually assessing what the fuck is going on (laughs) it's not what ifs and buts or what could have should have happened it's what is happening and that's what you need to appreciate and make count okay that's actually where i'm gonna end this episode i 
thank you all for tuning in again. Um, these episodes are very fun to make. I think I mentioned this like two episodes ago, but if you want, if you have Twitter, um, use the hashtag FTWI. Um, just to, like, ask questions, because, I mean, I don't think the hashtag's been used since, like, 2019, but it ain't active, so if y'all have questions, if there's anything you want to talk about or commentary, feel free to use it. I will be checking it. So, thank you very much. I will catch y'all in the next episode. Um, (laughs) yeah, thanks for sticking along for my antics. Bye. Have a good rest of your Monday or whatever day you're fucking listening to this on. Bye.